Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I'm I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. I am so excited about today's episode. We're doing back to school episode and it's so funny because it's school is something that I haven't directly thought of in a long time, but you guys often have questions about it. So I am going to spend today's episode going through my experiences in high school, college and grad school and then share some tips and tricks because I know that there's a lot of anxiety around school and there's a lot of heightened emotions coming back to school. And I also know that school, you know, whether you're it's whether it's high school or college or grad school or what have you, it's some of the most exhilarating but also challenging times of your life. And emotions are heightened. And I also think my heart goes out to everybody who's in school because if you're in school now, that means that you dealt with missing school because of COVID. Maybe you were remote. Maybe you missed, you know, rushing. Maybe you have never met your classmates. And I I really want to just take a moment and say that that's difficult and I feel for you guys. So I will try to incorporate what I think about that too. Because looking back, I do think that school can be the most amazing 
some of the most amazing times in your life. For me, that was college, not grad school or high school, but for co- but for college for sure. So my goal is to open your mind and uh, impart some wisdom, knowledge on you, and hopefully have a wonderful uh, so that you have a wonderful semester or term or quarter or whatever it is. I feel like a lot of you have actually already gone back to school, which is insane because when I was when I was in school, it was like late September, but here we are. So high school, cast your mind back to 2005, whenever, whenever I started high school, that's a terrifying thought. Obviously I grew up in London, so the school system was super different. And my high school experiences were a lot different, were much different to many of you. I expect I went to an all girls school. I did go to a private school and I had a uniform and Gosh, this one is going to be tricky because I am a very rose-colored glasses person when it comes to looking back at the past. Um, And I always try and find the lesson, as you guys know. So I tend to say, oh, it was wonderful. And people ask me, would you send, if you had daughters, would you send them to an all-girls school? And I would 100%. And I look back and I think, wow, it just made me who I am today. But let me tell you, in the moment, I was miserable. Absolutely miserable. And I was talking to my mom. I was telling her about the episode and I was like, can you remind me what I was like? Because I think that I was just such a nice teenager and I was just, you know, having a good time at school. And she was like, you were a monster. She was like, you were just so depressed. You would lock yourself in your room and read weird books and watch movies until five in the morning. And you were just constantly complaining about how you felt like you didn't fit in and how you wanted to move to America and how you hated how you looked and how you felt awkward and all this stuff. And I was like, gosh, I guess you're right. So I definitely wouldn't say I was unpopular in high school. But I wouldn't say that I was super popular. I had one best friend, Jyoti, who you guys have heard me talk about. And we basically were bum buddies. We hung out like 95% of the time. I had other good friends, but I didn't have like a clique of girlfriends. It was just basically me and her. And then we would just hang out at the weekends together. We did literally everything together. Um, and, and I'm so grateful because having a best friend who you can is basically your twin flame is is really great um but we yeah we did everything together so I didn't have a big group of friends which is funny because I feel like now you guys associate me with having lots of different groups of friends and always being with people but back then I just didn't vibe with that many girls in my high school I want to paint the picture which is that my high school was a little bit psychotic in England basically you have um you go from like five to 11. And then you take something called the common entrance exams, which is national exams everyone takes. And then you go to your upper school and then you go from 11 to 18. Okay. And then you also have some exams when you're 16 called your GCSEs and our school. And then they rank the schools every year in the paper. And our school was number one for most of the time that I was in high school. And so it was very academic. You had to apply to get in and it was really, really academic. The focus was on grades. The focus was on incredible sports. The focus was on um, theater. And basically they wanted us to be massively competitive and they would nail up the results in every classroom so that every time we walked into class, we would see the results and it would be like North London Collegiate number one or like North London Collegiate number two that year, whatever. Um, And it, it, 
it was stressful. I'm not going to lie to you. We worked our fucking asses off. We, I would come home and I would have tutors sometimes two, three hours per night because I, the, the work was so academic and I needed help. I would say I'm naturally smart. I don't know if I'm that, I don't know, maybe it's lazy or whatever, but also don't forget that I had undiagnosed raging ADHD and I'm dyslexic. So I was constantly having a big problem with math. And I mean like a big problem with math. Um, Could not for the life of me start things until like three in the morning, but somehow I got it done. And I think a lot of you have written to me about that where you, you feel like you have this potential, but you have massive procrastination problems. You learn differently, whatever. And so I just want to take this moment to say, if you don't learn the way that all your classmates do or the way that your school thinks you should, that doesn't mean you're stupid and that doesn't mean that you don't have a lot to offer. And it took me literally years and years until I figured out A, what was the holdup and B, what I was good at and how I like to learn and work. And so that's the first thing is if you're in high school and you're literally sitting in math class and you feel like they're speaking a different language, trust me, that was me. Like I literally just would sit and I would I would think I have genuinely no fucking idea what's going on. Like it went over my head. I'm literally why am I about to cry? I'm kind of emotional about this because I I used to be so self-conscious because I, I went to this school that everybody was so smart and I just could not. I couldn't get math. And I had to do, um, I did something called the International Baccalaureate in my last two years of school, which is a really psychotic um, degree to get. And not everyone in my school did it, but I, I did it because I wanted to go to school in America. And they had, you basically do six subjects. You do three higher and three lower, um, which basically means the intensity with which you study them. And I did math on lower because you had to take math. It was a requirement. And um and I couldn't do it. So I had to be dropped to this thing called math studies. And I was the only person in my school who did it. And it was so embarrassing. And I was just remember being like, well, fuck me, I guess. And then on results day, I like literally did so bad as well. So um, here's another thing that I want to say. If you're not a test taker, it doesn't mean that you aren't smart. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading maybe you want to pick it back up for summer 
so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool, or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. I am obsessed with Osea because it is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate neutral certified. And I just know I can feel very safe using everything. My mom loves it too. I always gift her Osea because I know she's obsessed with it. She is a big fan of the body oil. She just loves how soft it makes her skin feel. It is the best. The Andaria Algae Body Oil is seriously one of a kind. Like I said, that's my mom's favorite. It's rich yet never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It leaves skin silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in, in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth. So shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to T H E O U A I.com and enter promo code meetings for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I.com promo code meetings. Your girl is not a test taker. Your girl cannot for the life of her take a fucking test. I just could never like they would put me in the room. I would start to sweat. I would be incredibly anxious. I'd say, you know, why do you have to think of the all the ideas in this moment? Really stress me out. 
Also, keep in mind that I wanted to go to school in the state, so I had to also take the SATs. So it, I had to do that in the summer because my school didn't offer that. They don't do the SATs in England. So I went to um, the first time I did the SATs, my college counselor uh, was like, well, you're not going to go to college because you literally just failed this. You got like one point. So then I had to go to SAT camp because I was so bad at test taking. And I don't even know what I got, but I like scraped the barrel of what they thought was acceptable for me. But the whole time, I just remember feeling upset because adults were telling me that I was smart and that I had good ideas in class. And then it would come to the test and I would just shit the bed. I would just completely fuck up. So Again, I don't think that a lot of school is optimized for different types of learning. It's kind of just one way of learning, which, by the way, I don't even think is the right way. But if you are struggling, please don't internalize that you're not smart. It's just you might not learn that way and you might not deliver your ideas that way. Okay. That was a long tangent. Um, But I did work my ass off. Like I worked really, really hard because I had the dream of going to America for college. That was my dream. Like I really wanted to go. I wanted to go to Harvard. I wanted to go to Yale. I wanted it so bad. I wanted the big brand name school. I really wanted to go to school in California, but I never thought I would get into Stanford. I I was like not even going to apply. And my mom was like, no, you should just, you should do it. Just, you know, put it on, whatever. Um, So friend-wise in high school, And also self-image wise in high school, I can't emphasize this enough. If you feel like a freak, it's okay because I genuinely felt like such a fucking loser for so much of high school. I just felt like I wasn't cool. I felt like I didn't know what was up. I felt like, I don't know. I felt like I never knew what the cool thing to wear was. I felt like I was always behind. I didn't know how to do my makeup. I remember one time, the first time ever I was friends with, um, one of them I'm still friends with, Chantal, and um, her best friend Marina, they like invited me over to their house and they were like, it was literally like the scene in Mean Girls. And they were like, we want to do your makeup before this party. And I was like, okay, like I don't know how to do it and they did it for me um but I really was just a little bit of a late bloomer in that sense I had Jyoti and we had a fucking blast but we never did stuff with mainly the girls in school we would go clubbing on the weekends we would like pretend we were 18 and and take our fake IDs and go clubbing and and like go out and we had we had a different world outside of school but I just felt so out of it I didn't feel cool um at all the one thing that I really loved was theater and I did I was obsessed with being in the school plays and like everything else in our school it was so heightened because they wanted it to be so competitive like they literally would put on these insane productions and everybody was obsessed with our teachers especially our male teachers because it was a it was an all-girls school and we all wanted the school the good um we all wanted the good parts in the play And I remember when I was probably 16, we did a play called The Visit, which look it up just so you get a sense of what kind of school my school was. It's literally about a a person being murdered to um, to cancel out the debt of a town. So we were just a bit of an intense school. But I remember that Mr. Lewis, my drama teacher, gave me the main part. And that is the first instance that I can remember where my self-esteem materially was raised because I was like oh my god I got chosen to do something and then I actually did a good job at it and I love it and I feel good and that is like the first time I remember thinking okay like this is something like this feels really good um so I loved drama I love that I did find you know a kind of camaraderie in in doing school plays and what have you terrible at sports I mean I played netball which is a sport that um 
women in England play. It's kind of like basketball, but you don't move when you have the ball. Look it up. It's really fun. Um, Jyoti was amazing at netball. Jyoti's amazing at everything, by the way. Not she, I'm not just saying that because she's my best friend. She's one of the smartest, most multi-talented people I've ever met in my life. She's smart as a whip, was amazing at netball, and she's good at acting. And I was like, oh my God, you're so cool. Um, So I guess my advice for high schoolers And by the way, I want to take one more moment to say if you love high school, like if you are the popular kid in high school, that's great, too. That's phenomenal, too. And I'm glad you found yourself and I'm glad you found your people. And and, you know, I was talking to Lauren in the car and she was like, I loved high school socially and I'm still best friends with all of my high school friends. So that's amazing, too. That's phenomenal. I guess my point is there are so many different high school experiences to have. And just because you don't have the one you think you're you should be having, it doesn't mean that that's not going to come in the future. And you're going to look back and you're going to treasure whatever happened to you in high school, whatever your experience was. One more thing I wanted to say, which is that I was always obsessed with American culture when I was growing up. And I felt that I was really missing out on high school experience. We didn't have a prom, you know, and I would, I always joke in every single interview that I give, I'm like, oh, I watch a lot of Laguna Beach when I was in high school, whatever, the OC. That's true. And um, I have such a over the top mind that I literally thought everybody else was having that experience. I thought that every other girl was Marissa Cooper and I was just like some dumb loser with frizzy hair who couldn't sort out her acne. Um, That's not true. Okay. Everybody struggles to some degree in high school and everybody has their own shit. And you can't allow your perception of what you think high school should be to make you feel bad. Um, So that's another thing that I really want to impress upon, especially my younger uh, followers. Nobody is having a Marissa Cooper experience, nor should they. Nobody is having a Gossip Girl experience. And I think, you know, when you're young, you're so impressionable. And I literally used to watch Gossip Girl and be like, fuck, like I could be Serena Vanderwoodson, but instead I'm Christina Najjar and I'm sitting here and I'm literally, I will post a picture of me in high school. You guys are going to yelp. You're going to shriek. Okay. It was a disaster. It was far before I had figured myself out and it was really big disaster vibes. Um, so don't feel, so don't feel like you're missing out because you're not. Instead, what I would focus on in the positive is focus on school. I would say, I'm sorry to be a little bit of a old fuddy duddy, but focus on grades, focus on doing your best or, or if academia is not your thing, focus on sports or focus on theater or focus on whatever makes you feel good. Going back to that self-esteem point, whatever you feel good at, lean into that and don't worry about the other stuff. Because in high school, they push the image that you need to be amazing at everything. And who is amazing at everything? Absolutely no one. So start thinking, oh, what makes me feel good? Maybe it's science class. Maybe it's debate team. Whatever. Just start to identify the things that make your self-esteem go higher. So I get my results. I get my IB results. It's at, it's out of 45, and I didn't do that well. I, they predicted that I was going to get 44, and I think I got like 39 or something. Whoopsie. Uh, but then I was like, who gives a shit? Because I'm going to Stanford. So I arrive at Stanford. I had the best four years of my life, and I can't lie, and I can't sugarcoat it. It was truly, it was, my mom always said, it's where I spread my wings. I became who I am today at Stanford, and 
I totally understand that that's not everyone's experience and sometimes you don't fit with your college. But for me, it was a combination of just doing this insane move 6,000 miles away from my family to a new country, to a new environment. I just shed my skin. I shed a lot of the insecurity that I had. uh, And I really, really had a good time. I'm going to recount my experience a little bit and then I'm going to give some tips that I think could apply to everyone because I understand that I had a unique experience. Because I had a bit of a Ms. time in high school, when I got to Stanford, I was like, I'm in, baby. I'm in and there's very little they can do to kick me out. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to maybe not study as hard as I did in high school. I'm going to focus on having the best time of my life and really developing this newfound confidence that I'm feeling now that I'm here. So I I didn't study that hard. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I I remember even, I God, I hope they don't kick me out for this or take away my diploma. I used to recycle my high school essays um, in Stanford, which by the way, should show you how insanely academic my high school was that I was using like essays from my freshman year of, of high school in Stanford classes. And I would get pretty good grades. I would get like B's on those B pluses just to to let you know. I honestly felt like Stanford was easier than high school, which again, unique experience. I get that. I was an English major, science, technology, and society minor. And the only time that I really paid attention in class was in English because that's what I liked. Not to say that I didn't have some other amazing classes, but I really couldn't give a fuck about them. I loved English and I was really, really into those classes. And I just, I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm in this place that I feel very supported and I just get to read and write and talk to really amazing professors and other really smart people. This being said, I think the good thing about Stanford when I went there to, from what I understand, it's changed a lot. They encourage you to be weird. They were like, whatever you want to do. Like, I remember this one class that I had, it fulfilled my engineering requirement. And they were like, okay, write an essay about this. And I was like, instead, can I bedazzle a chair? Can I create a piece of furniture to show how I feel? And they were like, go off. They were like, period, pop off. And so you know what I did, guys? I had all my little sorority sisters help me and we bedazzled a chair. Guess who got an A in that class? I did. For the midterm, I caked, uh, I baked a, a Barbie cake to show how I felt. So, yeah. It was also in Stanford that I met, met my best friends. I just felt... I felt popular for the first time at Stanford. I had never, ever in my life felt popular. And by sophomore year, I remember thinking, oh, I feel popular and it's a really, really nice feeling and I like that feeling. And I just, I just had the the most fun of my life. I partied a lot. I partied probably the most that you can party at at Stanford. Um, I was president of my sorority. I'm sure you guys know that. I don't let absolutely anyone forget it. And I just loved, I loved the vibe. I loved all the school spirit. I loved the structure. I loved feeling like there was always someone to do something with. I loved the memories. And I'll say this, when I got there very early on, I would say first two weeks, I looked around and I said, Tinks, this is going to be the best time of your life or one of the best times of your life. Don't waste a second worrying about when it's over and don't waste a second worrying about any dumb shit. Simply do something fun every day and every and every day it was fun. And I really I have to say my anxiety was 
at an all-time low when I was in college. I was so fucking happy every day. I just really, really enjoyed it. I really loved it. Here are my tips for college. I'm not saying don't study hard. You absolutely should. But know when to study hard and when to not study hard. Guys, I was bad. Me and my roommate, Molly, were both English majors together. And we would sometimes for the an essay, we would each read like one chapter and then tell each other about it and then just bullshit. I wrote entire like 12, 20 page essays without reading the book. And you know what? That's that's a skill that I, you know, I'm not good at math. I am very good at bullshitting. Uh, but I was bad. So do a little bit more than that. But but don't you don't need to kill yourself because the truth is, unless you want to be a doctor or, you know, something like that, they're not going to look at your grades and be like, "Ooh, you freshman year French, you got to be like, who gives a fuck? Also, when it comes to picking your major, I would say, again, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, where you need a pre-professional major pop off. What I got advice um, my freshman year that was like, do what you're passionate about, pick what you're passionate about, because when you're going to apply for a job saying I'm absolutely obsessed with history, that's why I studied it. And this is, you know, this is what I did for four years is far more impressive than saying I picked economics because I thought it would look good. And I thought that that would make you guys like me to recruiters. And I've, I have found that to be true. And also when you're in college, you genuinely think people are going to care so much about your major and your grades. And it's like, I can't remember the last time. Like, the only time that I was asked that was my first job out of college. And then you take your GPA off your resume. So literally don't even worry about it. Okay. Do what you are passionate about. If you happen to love economics, slay. Okay. Big slay. Go off and do that. But if you don't, like if you really want to be a psychology major, go off and do it. Here's something really important. I remember that I had a lovely follower write to me a while back saying she felt really self-conscious about being a communications major and telling people that. There is no time for that. There is absolutely no time and space for that. Whatever you are passionate about, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about the connotations of a quote easy major. Who gives a fuck? It's all about how you say it, right? If you're like, oh, I'm a communications major, people are going to be like, oh, she's not that into it. Maybe she picked it because easy, whatever. If you say, I'm a communications major, I'm so interested in XYZ, I want to go into social media, this, uh, this is my favorite class right now, people are going to be like, damn, that's sick. Okay? So you are the writer of your own story. Don't let uh, optics pick your major or anything like that. Also, this is just a practical tip that my dad told me actually shout out my dad for this one he said no matter how hungover you are just go to class because it's literally half the battle and I stuck by that and goddamn the man he's not right off uh, he is right often but anyway he was right even if you have a crippling hangover just crawl to class just sit there because if you retain five minutes that's better than nothing and you show face it's just so funny because, again, I was chatting with Lauren in the car on the way over here and we were saying how now we wish we could go back and listen to all those lectures again and, and do all that homework again and have that time to read. Because at the time, I'm not going to lie to you, I was boy crazy. That's the other thing, too. I was feral for boys at Stanford. Feral. OK, because c- keep in mind, I've been caged animal, right? I was a, I was a virgin virgin okay rocking up to Stanford kissed like one boy my boyfriend in high school was like honestly pretty strange um I arrive and I'm literally I will never forget my friends in my freshman dorm were like Tinks do you want to go to the oh, the water polo game and I was like what I was like what's water polo like I still had a British accent and so they take me to the water polo and I was like 
it was like a movie scene. It was slow-mo. I walk in and there's a pit. First of all, it's 90 degrees. I'm wearing shorts. I'm tan for the first time in my life. My skin has previously been gray because I grew up in England. Okay. I have some fresh fucking bleach in my hair from Stanford Shopping Mall. Whoever did my hair there, you deserve jail time. I rock up and there's a pit and I look down. All of a sudden, a whistle blows. A squad of tan buff men in fucking red Speedos and little hats runs out and they start colliding into each other in the water, throwing the ball at each other, pushing each other around. I was like, oh my fucking God. I was like, this is the best day of my life. Okay. Then, so I, on my way out, I'm like, they're like, do you want a, po- a poster of the Stanford water polo team? I was like, you bet your sweet ass I do. I took that back, nailed it up in my little dorm room. Okay. Next day, my friend said, do you want to go to a volleyball game? I said, volleyball? What's that? They take me. More men, even taller, in different outfits, hitting each other, screaming with a net, and it's totally cool for us to go and watch them. Very quickly, I realized I was going to be very happy at Stanford. Um, so was I Jersey Chaser? Absolutely. Was I an absolutely everything chaser in, in, in college? Yes, I fucking was. Okay. It was the, the, it was the birth of, of the Tinks, as you know her now. So take it for what it is. If you don't love college, it's okay. I had a lot of my best friends who I was like calling them and being like, oh my God, like I'm freaking out. Every day is like camp. It's so fun. And my friends were like, I fucking hate college. I don't know what to do. So again, don't panic. Everybody has a different favorite season of life. Everybody excels at different things. You need to focus on what makes you feel good. Like maybe you are really academic and maybe college is the first time that activated that. So fear not. The one thing that is true for everybody, though, is network and be friends with a lot of different people. So even though I was in a sorority and I stayed around, you know, the frats and the athletes a lot, I was always friends with a lot of different people in many different groups. And that has served me very well in many ways. Firstly, because I just had a varied friend group. My friends would always joke. They'd be like, oh, Tinks is always like bringing someone random from, you know, this house or that house to lunch. And she's, you know, whatever. It's just more fun that way because you learn more and different people. It's amazing to be around them. And you know what? The network that I made in college has served me so, so well. Wow, I could do a whole episode on college. I also worked in college and I think it's great to work if you can. So my first job was I was worked for the uh oh god, the student affairs office. And um and basically my job was to approve the parties. Do you die? So that was my job. So I really wanted to make money, so I was like, okay, what job can I do? I was a freshman and I went and I I got this job and I would sit and I would read all the requests. And obviously, you know, you can't have parties called like boats and hose or whatever or like we had case day you know case day uh where you drink a whole case of beer and so what i would do is i would change the names i'd be like i see your request for um boats and hose and i am just approving it but changing it to nautical bash or whatever or we'd do case day and we'd call it yadisak which is case day backwards or it would instead of like shots around the world i would be like a multicultural drinks evening, like whatever, I would change them and then I would approve them. And it was literally the best job ever. And then what else did I do? God, I had a million jobs in college. But anyway, 
I was the same then as I am now, meaning that I like to be extremely, extremely busy. And I just love to meet different people and have a, a bunch of friends because it's it's more fun that way. So if you're not loving college, I my heart goes out to you, but please try to go with an open mind, especially as you go back to school. Um, soak it all in. Take pictures. Do fun shit with your friends and write it down because you're going to forget, which is scary, but you are. And make lists of everything. We, I just, I would do anything to go back in time. And obviously all those people are still my best friends. So feel very lucky. Okay, grad school. So after my college experience, there was a bit of a fall from grace in grad school. Grad school is a big commitment financially, time-wise, everything. So if you're going to go, you really need to make it worth it. You need to make sure that it's you're you're getting your bang for your buck. Now, if you want to again, doctor, lawyer, you kind of have to do that to get where you want to be. I totally get that. I went to Parsons for a master's in fashion journalism. And I kind of was using it because I as a pivot I really wanted to be a writer. I thought I needed it to become a serious journalist, even though I was already writing for Teen Vogue, Pop Sugar Eater, doing a lot of articles when I was living in San Francisco. I was like, okay, well, I want to make this my career, so I need to go back to school. I wish someone had told me that literally wasn't true. Um, Again, this is my specific experience. I don't really believe in regrets, but I didn't need to go to grad school. Like That was a very expensive two-year um, thing that I did. And it also takes you out. It can take you out of the workforce too. So, you know, always think about that too, because it's like, it's really hard to know when to go, you know, very early on when I went to grad school, I realized that I'd fucked up a little bit and I was like, wow, I, I don't need to be here. I I will literally never forget that I went into one of my classes and the teacher was, she was a journalist herself. She kind of wrote for like New York City websites and magazines and she was like wait I've seen your work she was like why are you here and I was like oh fuck fuck um so what did I do I very early on I was like this is not going to fulfill me in a in a deep way I don't know if I'm going to learn that much so I'm going to soak up what else I can um, what New York has to offer. And I'm going to work the whole time a lot and gain a lot of different experiences and network my ass off while I'm in New York City because grad school ain't it for me. I think I had, you know, a specifically bad experience. A lot of people go, people fucking love business school. All my friends who went to business school, I'm like, was it business school or is it a cult? Because you guys never shut the fuck up about it. And by the way, everybody who goes to business school, all they do is go on trips. Like literally they go to like Morocco for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, I thought you guys were going to like do math or something. Um, So I would say if you're struggling with high school, college, or grad school, learn from my grad school experience in that, yeah, sometimes it doesn't look like exactly what you want it to look like, but you can still gain things out of it. So I was like, I'm really not going to make a ton of friends in grad school. I made like three friends and and they're really cool and I I love them to this day. I hated all my teachers. I didn't like my campus. Um, I didn't like my classes. And so I was like, what can I do? And I thought, 
I'm a student at Parsons. That opens a lot of doors in New York City. So I'm going to use that to meet with a bunch of people. So all my all my cold emails to people were like, hey, I'm a master student at Parsons. Uh, do you think we could have coffee? Hey, I'm a master student at Parsons. So I'm not saying you need to go network and do that specifically. I'm saying whatever stage of life of school you're going back to, if it's not what you want it to be, flip it. Maybe you're not making a ton of friends, but maybe you are. I don't know, working with a professor on a special project. Maybe you are making a ton of friends. Maybe school isn't it. So you take a back seat, you switch majors, you, you know, go change up your class schedule. Try to optimize for whatever you're feeling. I hope anyone who's going back to school now or in the next few weeks has a wonderful year. But I truly, again, want to say if you feel like a freak, it won't last forever. If you feel so out of place and so lost I promise you just come back and listen to this episode and listen to my voice if you think I have a shred of my life together look at me and I truly had such a hard time in high school and in grad school too I was very lost and and very just couldn't figure it out everybody has different seasons where they flourish in their life and it's okay if you are not in one of them right now and also usually like things move around a lot too so if you don't feel cool in high school you'll probably be cool in college or you know what and if you're super popular I'll say this if you're super popular in high school then be kind to those who aren't popular because they might be cool in college and you know what a lot of really popular kids get too big for their britches and then they fall from grace whatever just always no matter how popular popular you are no matter how much you're you're feeling yourself always just be kind to other people I just don't be a bully don't think that you're untouchable because you're not and you know where I learned that is in real life but also in housewives you know in real housewives if they're if they're popping in the first season it's almost guaranteed by season three they're getting a divorce so it's like just be kind to everybody okay and also (laughs) this is just like one last thing but this is like when I was really little I remember that (laughs) you guys know how I'm obsessed with boiled eggs you know, I'm literally fucking obsessed with jammy eggs. Okay, well, that's been like long standing. I'll never forget like one of my first memories of school is like my mom would make them for me and then I opened my lunchbox and the other kids were like, ew, that's disgusting. Like that's so smelly and weird. Also, one time I brought like this like ramen because I was obsessed with ramen as a kid and it was like super like spicy and weird, which like why was I eating spicy ramen as a kid? And everyone was like, what is that? That's so weird. And I just remember in my core being like, I'm a loser. I'm a fucking loser. So if you have any moments like that, just it's okay. I promise you it will get better. Find find the people who make you feel good about yourself. Even if it's just one person, that's okay. Hold on to them, lift them up and be nice to everybody and have a wonderful back to school, guys. Bye.